Welcome to Scotland on Shrooms. This podcast is dedicated to exploring Scotland's relationship with all things fungi and our place in the fungal revolution that's happening worldwide right now. I'm Lynn, your host, and I am not an expert, but probably just like you, I love fungi in all of their forms. And while I'm not the expert, I am really looking forward to meeting those who are. Scotland's mycologists, artists, business folk and storytellers who dedicate their lives and their creative practices to improving ours through the power of mushrooms and fungi. Let's explore Scotland on Shrooms. Hi and welcome to another episode of Scotland on Shrooms. Today we are talking to Holly and Ben who are the president and the founder of the University of Dundee Mycology Society. Now this one is super exciting for me because I went to university at the Uni of Dundee and this was not a thing when I was there and if it was I would have been all over it let me tell you. So it's just brilliant first of all, uh, that this actually is a thing at Dundee Uni. I'm very excited to be speaking with both of you. So hello, Ben, and hello, Holly. How are you doing? Hiya. Hi, we're we're excited to be here. We're great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ben, I know that you founded uh, the Mycology Society. I think it was, yeah, it really took off in mushroom season last year. So can I just ask, before we do anything else and speak to you about anything else at all, just when did you first realise that you were a mushroom person, Ben? Absolutely. Well, I grew up in Sweden. I did. I, I'm not Scottish, sadly. Um, I grew up in Sweden, uh, which is a really, I mean, it's a mycophilic country, if you if you'll use that word. Um, foraging for edible mushrooms is something that maybe my mum and dad they weren't all too crazy about. It's a really common pastime during mushroom season. A lot of people do it. Uh, my grandmother, she always, uh, she's from northern Sweden, and she always spoke about being out foraging for chanterelles and slippery jacks and that there were so many that she couldn't help but step on them um so (gasps) since i was small i always had that in my brain that 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 image imprinted of just this this wonderland of mushrooms everywhere if you go out finding them and stuff so yeah from an early age it's been stuck in my brain that way but then i think recently during uh covid as for a lot of people i guess i sort of just had to spend more time outside as well uh, obviously, Fantastic Fungi on Netflix was crazy. It was yes. such a good documentary. It's introduced a lot of people into this. But specifically, it was the YouTube algorithm, <laughs> funnily enough. <laughs> um, I, I found a video where a guy called Alan Rockefeller, a couple of people might be uh, familiar with his, his work. He was just talking about mushrooms and the, the, the issues of identifying them. And for some reason, that just stuck with me, and I, would ju- I was just introduced to just how complex it can be and how hard it can be to pinpoint a species and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And since then, I've just been completely hooked. I mean, there's, there's no stopping me now, uh, as my friends and family have noticed. It's amazing, though, right, because it just it absolutely grabs you. And I know that going out during COVID has actually been a catalyst for quite a few people to notice mushrooms and see them. So the last podcast that I put out, DH42, who you have met in person. I think we all sort of met yes, at the, the yeah. event in Edinburgh at the Botanic Gardens. Um it was the same for it was the same for him um going out during COVID and, and starting to notice things more. 
And I think it's really lovely how during that time when we were all relatively isolated from each other, we've been, been able to find connection with other things and things that are inherently connected and connecting as well, because, you know, we're here now having conversations about how great mushrooms are that we might not have been having had we not had that experience for those pretty grim few months. Um, they've been little little spots of light in a lot of people's COVID experience, I think. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ben. And just say, like, you are here online recording, but you're in Sweden right now, which is like, yeah, this is the most international Scotland mushrooms <laughs> has gotten so far. So thank you for being there. <laughs> and Holly, hi. <laughs> Holly, you're slightly less further afield. Um, but yeah, yeah how so in Dundee. <laughs> and don't sound so disappointed. Dundee's amazing. <laughs> Dundee's great. <laughs> second to maybe, yeah, maybe second to, to Sweden in terms of a place to summer. But yeah. <laughs> so how about you? How did you first become, like, realise that you were into mushrooms quite as much as you are? So I think the COVID thing definitely resonated with me. But um, also, I've always been quite interested in sustainability and environmentalism. And I've always been quite an outdoorsy person, enjoying woodland walks and that kind of thing. And um, even just like looking back through my photos and some drawings and sketches that I've done in previous years, mushrooms seem to be like a recurring subject matter for me, even before mm -hmm. I really realised that I was very interested in them. And yeah, I think after the mycology society at the uni got formed that's when it really started taking off in terms of becoming interested in identification and other domains within mycology so yeah that's fab i also came to mushrooms through just photography and how they look it was never for me it's never been about the science bits of it which is why I'm so interested now because it's something to discover and more avenues to go down but for me it's always how alien and beautiful and captivating they could be and the yeah, kind definitely. of it's like the close-up photos that you can get they look alien like it's not yeah a lot of the times as well with some of the fruiting bodies they don't look like mushrooms at all and I can show one of my friends who doesn't really look at mushrooms in the same way as me I guess <laughs> and I show them a photo and I say, look at this mushroom. And they're like, that's not a mushroom. What is that? <laughs> so, yeah, I think definitely the alien kind of nature to their appearance is something that draws me in as well. And also just all of the unknowns surrounding mycology and how much there is yet to learn, not just from my perspective, but from a universal perspective as well. It makes it more appealing absolutely um and the thing about the two of you is as the part that you play in the university of dundee mycology society you know ben is its founder and holly is its new president like you are you're forming the minds of the next wave of people who are interested in mycology because obviously mushrooms are are having a bit of a moment right now but you know people who maybe come to the society in their first year they're going to be with you for what like four years and then do all that brilliant learning and finding out and identification and just you know where's that going to go what are people that join you at the very start of the university career maybe in this coming september what are they going to like be able to do in the field of mycology later on. Like, it's brilliant. It's really cool to think about just from having started the society. Can I ask Ben, as the founder, what do you aim the Mycology Society to do? Good question. I, I think initially that there really wasn't one. I mean, it wasn't like I, I started this society and I was like, oh, we're going to 
I mean, I had to write down a couple of stuff for getting affiliated with the union and stuff. We we had official aims, but it wasn't like that was a focus. We're going to do this. I think mm-hmm. at that moment, I just realized that I think a lot of other, other people are in the same boat as me. Uh, they just want to get into this more, but they might not know people who are into it. So it'll be mm-hmm. basically a space for everyone to who, who want to know more about fungi to, to do so. So I think that was basically the, f- the first instinct, instinct, basically. But as time went on, I think I honestly got quite a few, I got a bit more skilled in identifying and presenting and going out for forays. So I started maybe taking that responsibility of, of, of taking out people for forays. And I realized I could actually teach people a bit about this, even though at, at the time my knowledge was so minimal. It was still a tiny bit more than just your average person. And, and then mm-hmm. I tried to expand on that as much as possible. So then we basically realized that we can introduce as many people as possible <laughs> into this. It, 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 we definitely took a different sort of, of route of basically um, inoculating as many people as possible. Um, <laughs> Brilliant terminology. I love it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> And we've done that through forays and weekly forays and stuff from workshops uh, and talks with experts. Um, but but so far, that has mainly been the focus, but really being beginner friendly, inviting as many people as possible. Um, I think eventually we, we do want to complement this with a, with, a, with a slightly more maybe a citizen science approach where the, where the real nerds can like geek out and really try to get into the nitty gritty of this stuff, because we do want to do that as well. I think just so far we've... we've uh, try to invite as many people as possible basically yeah cool i do so you did sort of break up a little bit there so just for clarification you know it's mm-hmm. not necessarily based on the science stuff but you want to get people in who are quite happy to geek out about the the science of mushrooms is that an accurate Absolutely. summation of Absolutely. what you just said yeah we, we want to uh offer the resources and, and the space for people who want to be total nerds about this stuff um if you want to do that you you're more than welcome that is awesome. And yeah, I love that whatever your interest in mushrooms, it's all good. I really like that. Um, so there's space to be creative and there's space to geek out around yeah, the science bits of it. And I realise that that's the most unscientific term. So I'm really sorry <laughs> to people listening who are like, but I'm here for the science. <laughs> They're like, you know, the science bit. And I sound like a hair <laughs> advert from the 90s. Anyway, <laughs> so... Ben, you started out with let's inoculate as many people as possible. Like, let's get this little mycelium movement at University of Dundee going, um, which is great. And Holly, where do you want to take it? What can people expect when they join the society? So our members pretty much just converge on the common interest that is mushrooms. Even so far, we've been hosting walks and forays during mushroom season where Different people share different information, be it scientific, environmentalist, or purely from an aesthetic stance. So I think just driving it forward, I'm wanting to encourage that further. And we'll still be doing our local walks through local woodlands. So we have Tentsmere and we've got um, Templeton at our disposal here in Dundee, which is really great. They're both amazing places during mushroom season around September and October. So we'll be doing that. And then I'm wanting to maybe branch out and explore the the creative side of mycology a little bit more as well. I've recently been experimenting with um, spore printing. Oh, brilliant. So 
I think it would be nice to maybe host some workshops or see what else we can do in terms of, I don't know, making ink out of ink caps and that kind of thing. Not just limiting mushrooms to a subject matter, but also using them as a material and art, which would be really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And as well as that, I'm wanting to explore or do some more in terms of workshops and um, more educational kind of things. So getting some experts in talking about identification and how to collect specimens appropriately and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the year ahead. It should be really good. Oh, man, that sounds so cool. And yeah, like I say, had that been something that I'd been able to access when I was at university, I would have been absolutely all over it. Um, (laughs) Can I make a suggestion for activity? Would that be okay? Yeah, definitely. So I've been in Dundee for, yeah, forever. And there's spaces in the urban environment where mushrooms really flourish. So there's a there's like a patch of ink caps that sit at the top of Albert Street in Stobswell. Um, oh, really? And if you follow the road down just to where the reading rooms used to be next to... This means nothing to listeners who aren't from Dundee. <laughs> so, we know, we know. <laughs> you know, um, it's where the reading rooms was and where the Daisy Tasker restaurant and things is part of the old mills um, just down from King Street. There's tons of ink caps. And I just think it would be really interesting to map the urban geography of flushes yeah. of mushrooms around the city. Because I think that would get... Uh, sorry, can I just sorry, jump ben. in there? You, you've just touched yeah. on something. It, it's just perfect because... We have been to, in the, the in the talks of doing some kind of citizen science project that would be something like that. I've talked to Dr. Martha Crockett from I can't remember the university she's at, but she's basically she's in the BMS and she sets up she's helped set up citizen science project. And in the few emails I've exchanged with her so with her so far, it really has been. It seems like something like that really seems awesome cool. for the society. Uh, literally, as you, as you just mentioned, um, a survey like that we can track uh, a certain species, like where they exist, where pop up in, in the city, or just on campus, maybe some something like that would be really awesome to do. Uh, yeah, you actually really sort of figured out <laughs> one of our plans. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But I've always, as I've been sort of going around the city and taking notice of mushrooms, ink caps in particular, because they push through concrete, like they're so tenacious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're tuned into them, like you can properly tune in and there's a, yeah, like a massive flourish just outside where the reading rooms was, if that means anything to you guys, or just opposite the Olympia. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bit there. It's covered in um, in snowdrops in the in the springtime as well. Like that area mm-hmm. must be really, it's very rich. Okay, um, yeah, I think I know what you mean, actually. I think I've seen the snowdrops, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I can't help but pay attention to where the mushrooms are because obviously that's just, it's my thing. That would be so yeah. cool. Oh, like we need to get you back yeah. on to, to have a chat about that if that's something Creating that you Creating a little like mycological map of Dundee. Yeah. Really that would awesome. be amazing. And, yeah. you know, writing it or creating it or cartographing it if that's that's not a verb but like making the <laughs> yeah. map but imagine you know like being able to record where the ink caps and things are and then using that ink like you say to like create a map that would be so yeah awesome. oh my Whoa. gosh that would be really really <laughs> cool yeah oh fab well here we go ideas for what's coming up <laughs> at the <laughs> university of dundee mycology society um 
so can I ask both of you? I meant to ask earlier, but um, sort of we got we got chatting about other stuff. What is your favorite kind of mushroom and why? Holly, I'll go with you first. Don't you go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so actually, yeah, it is the shaggy ink cap. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, it is partly because of my aspirations to make ink out of it. Because I still haven't actually tried doing that, but I do need to at some point because it, it just seems so cool to be able to use mushrooms in that way. Oh. And also just the kind of Tim Burton-esque and gothic aesthetic has always appealed to me. I think there's something about the way that they like they transform through their growth because when they're first when they first sort of pop up they're just these white cylinders pretty much and then over time they just sort of like dissolve and melt away into this black gunk and it's it's wonderful. So yeah. The shaggy ink caps, my favourite mushroom. <laughs> I've never heard them described in quite that way before. That's beautiful. Um, and there is something like super gothic about them. I always thought that the the photographs that I'd seen of them online before I actually saw them in that sort of inky, goopy state, I thought they were just all photoshopped. But with those particular, the shaggy, shaggy ink caps are like, they're known as lawyers' wigs as well, which I just think is such a brilliant, evocative image oh, totally yeah, different I from like that term before that's great yeah we just like think of like an old yeah like a, a lawyer's wig and you get that sort of and people yeah. can't see what i'm doing but i'm flicking my hand out from the side of my head to demonstrate the shagginess of a lawyer's wig <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you've got this kind of very buttoned up version of it and then this wonderful description that you've that you've just given and yeah like so when they're in that goopy state I always thought that they were the, the droplets that came off them. I was like, they must be photoshopped. And then I saw a couple in a hotel car park like a few years ago, took some photos of them. They're on my Instagram. Um, but these perfect globules of this pitch black, like shiny material. And it looks so alien and ah, it's gorgeous. I love it. Um, and of course, you can't see anything around the recording of the podcast, but Holly was just smiling from ear to ear when she was speaking about mushrooms, which is my favourite thing about mushroom people, because once we get started, we're just beaming and it's just lovely. So thank you, Holly. Ben, how about you? What's your favourite mushroom and why? Mm, in, initially, if you asked me maybe a bit more than a year ago, just when I was getting started with all of this, I would have said lion's mane because lion's mm. mane, they're like the coolest mushrooms ever. They're just like amazing and they look so cool and then there's all of this medicinal stuff that people talk about as well but then i tried them and everyone seems to be crazy about them i can tell you that i'm not i don't i don't get the deal everyone um but they're definitely not my favorite anymore <laughs> um, no but honestly i think i go with a ear pick fungus um I, i'm not sure if everyone's familiar with that but it has teeth. The spore surface has teeth, just like the lion's mane. So it still has that similarity. And it's really quite small and insignificant, to be honest. But I think that's that's why I like it. Um, during our winter forays, when we've maybe not expected to see a lot of crazy looking mushrooms, the ear pick has been, I mean, honestly, like a, a joy to find with everyone, to show people that it on the from the underside as well because as soon as you look at it more closely you you, you just see like how much just th these little spikes and they just look amazing it's really unexpected so even though they look really insignificant from the top as soon as you turn them upside down they just look awesome and you can you can actually find them fairly local too you can find them in tentsmere 
Uh, so we found the loads as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's my, my favorite one now. But that that's an infamously hard question to answer as well. I have to give it give you that then. I know, right. <laughs> so I've just I hadn't um I think I'd heard of your pick fungus, but I you know, it didn't as soon as you said it, it didn't quite conjure up an image. So I've done a wee Google. Um and are they really small? So the ones that I'm seeing are on, um, they're on pine cones. Like, are they genuinely quite a tiny little fruiting body? Yeah. Yeah. And they grow on pine cones. That's where they get their nutrients from. That's the whole world as well. So That's sometimes you can pick thing. up a pine cone and it just it grows on there. And it's it's so cool. Yeah. It is cool. They look so fuzzy. And I'm enjoying the, uh, yeah, they do have like the kind of lion's mane, What's the word for those strands? See, this is why we need the science people, so they can tell us exactly what the the little filaments that are coming down are. I think um, technically you... it's, it's teeth, actually. Teeth. Technically yeah. it's teeth. That's yeah. awesome. I think mushrooms can either have teeth, um, pores, or gills. Cool. Thank you. See, this is why I've got a podcast, so people can come and educate me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And their Latin name, I'm going to try and say it and not... Oh, I um, haven't even tried yet. Oris Calpium Vulgari, which I quite enjoy. Uh, Oris Calpium, yeah, Oris Ear. I don't know, Calpium must be something to do with pick. Vulgari, though, like, I'm not sure. Because I usually see Vulgari sort of, like, as um, associated with uh, your... Ah, oh, what do you call them? Stinkhorns. Jeez, oh, that was my first podcast oh, yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, 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 um, of course. That's really cool. It's insubstantial and tough, generally regarded as inedible. So it's not one of the <laughs> not one of the ones that you can munch. Um, no. That's really cool. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's always really nice to find out what it is that um, the people vibe with around mushrooms. So, in terms of going out on forays and things, what would you think? You know, thinking about the forays that you've been on on the with mycology mycology society. What's been your favourite place to go? And your absolute top mushroom that you found that's over and above your your favorite type of mushroom. Was that question clear? We are recording this quite late in the day. <laughs> so that's my excuse for not being quite as clean as I usually might be. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. So favorite place to go and what has been your favorite mushroom to find there? That's a much more succinct way of putting it. I'll, I'll, I'll begin. I've got one. So so as we mentioned before, we've been a lot in, in Templeton and Tensmere. Been to back Mirwood as well. We're wanting to go to a couple more locations this semester, really, branch out a bit more. Uh, we're even mm. wanting to do something on campus because there's loads of stuff on campus during mushroom season. Yeah. Uh, it's really quite crazy, to be honest. But I think my favourite place has to be Templeton because that's where we've done the most walks, Templeton Woods. Uh, that's where we did a walk with Jim, who's been on this podcast as well. We all love yes. Jim. <laughs> we all love yeah. Jim Cook, what a legend. Yeah. And he was amazing. I think he just blew, I mean, everyone's minds when we were there. He was just talking about, I think I don't think anyone realized just how much knowledge someone can have uh, yeah. about this stuff. Uh, it was just so much fun. And then, so, so we've done loads of forays in Templeton. It's been our sort of go-to place, if you've had to put it like that. So, so it has to be my favorite. And then in Templeton, I think early on during mushroom season, we found a couple aniseed funnels. Um, oh, cool. which were awesome because they're so like if you find them in the right conditions they'll be turquoise a bit and like really light blue and they just don't look like something you'd find on the forest floor they just it, it just blows your mind that they, these colors can 
can even exist uh, in the forest. And then you smell it, and then it smells like aniseed. And you're like, how is this even possible? And you show it to loads of people. And I, I think it's a really nice one to get beginners really just to blow their minds, to be honest, because I, I don't think a lot of them have realized that a mushroom can smell or even look like that. Um, so it's been so much fun finding them. Really, really hoping you find loads of them um, in, during mushroom season as well. It, it definitely has to be my favorite, favorite one and place. Yeah, That's so cool. I've never seen aniseed funnels there. Um, so mm. I will be looking out for them this year. Holly, how about you? Um, so in terms of favorite mushroom that we found on one of the forays, I think... I really liked when we went up, we actually went up to um, the Dundee Botanical Gardens in December and we found some coral fungus and I'd never seen that before and it would not have struck me as a fungus at all until people were pointing at it and go, wow, look at that. So yeah, that was, that was quite a nice one for me. Um, I also like finding beliefs and um, also... I found some jelly babies on one and they looked really bizarre. Cool. So, um, just like the color of them and yeah, their appearance. But yeah. And um, I think I often find the mushrooms that I've most been wanting to find when I'm not meaning to yes. and when I'm out on walks. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, a few weeks ago I was out on a walk just like in a forest I was like staying down near Glasgow at the time and I found some chicken of the woods <laughs> I got yes. so excited <laughs> so yeah and I ended up picking it and cooking it up and eating it and it was it was great oh amazing and then I went and visited this was last week I went and visited my dad up in Aberdeen and we went for a walk um, near a Boyne and I saw some like black stuff growing on a tree and I was like, hmm, I wonder Ooh. if that could be Naga. Mm. And then I saw some more of it that was a bit more accessible and it was. And it was oh, like, oh amazing. So I didn't have like any kind of like foraging gear with me, so I was just trying to tear it off of this tree. <laughs> How did <laughs> that work out? In my arm, but like it was <laughs> worth it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um and in terms of a uh, favourite place, I I mean, I really love Templeton. Mm. I think I'm probably more familiar with Templeton because it is a, a smaller scale than Tensmere. But I think mm. Tensmere probably tops it for me just because it is so large scale. And I feel like I haven't explored very much of it at all. And there's so much more left to cover in that in that way. So, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Chuck? Chaga is, so I had never heard of it until this year. Um, I was lucky enough to spend some time with Chris, who I think actually came to speak to, so from Fit the Fungus, I think he came to yes, do a chat. Um, he hosted a workshop for us, yeah. Um, so I did one of his workshops at the start of this year, and then I went back up that way to do a, a foraging workshop rather than just like a mushroom log inoculation workshop which was the first one um okay. and he brought some chaga in just for people to see now I had never to my shame I'd never heard of it um but now my god I'm absolutely hooked on looking at birch trees and trying to figure out whether or not oh. the, the big black bits that I see on it are burrs or not and I don't think I've spotted any chaga yet but I've not been I've not been wandering enough this year yet, I don't think, in Birchwood. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i been out 
quite a few times like to birch forests specifically looking for it and then mm-hmm. in those occasions I do not find it because it's <laughs> like it, they know they know that I'm out there looking for it and they absolutely <laughs> um yeah it's just when I'm not actively looking for it that it tends to catch my eye and I'm like oh wait I uh, love that it does just look like a burnt patch on a tree and actually yeah um Chris came to do a workshop for us and he brought in some chaga for us to see as well and I think if I hadn't had that point of reference yeah in terms of seeing it and holding it first then I probably wouldn't have recognized it at all so I think that was quite lucky as well. well that's the thing like the more you're exposed to the actuality of a fungus or what it looks like what it smells like what it feels like where it lives um, you're much more likely to be able to actually spot it than if you just read about it in a book. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I, I, like... sorry, I have to, I have to pitch in here, but, but I do have chaga in my neighbourhood growing here in Sweden, oh, and I'm, I'm cool. so spoiled. It's just ridiculous. I am so happy, but I do also like evaluate birch trees to see if they're healthy or not <laughs> at this point, just to see. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's such a fun one to spot, and I have it. My dad has his whiskey bottles in the kitchen, his nice whiskey bottles, and I have a glass of chaga I've picked. I have my valuables just right next to it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it's totally like once you see it, once you know what you're looking for, it's, you know, you can tune in. And it is that don't look directly at it and it will emerge. There's a life lesson in there somewhere. Like, don't. Mm hyper-focus, don't push for it, it will come when the time is right. So on the kind of flip side of that, I had a Chicken of the Woods experience last year. It was last year. So I was playing at Solace Festival, which is this amazing little music festival um, at Errol Park. So between Dundee and Perth. And it's on this estate, really cool. And the estate is just full of beautiful old oak trees, like absolutely stunning. They line the paths. It's gorgeous. And I was walking... I was actually seeking out some quiet time because I had my kid with me and it was brilliant, but you don't just sometimes you need a break. He was with his dad, so it was all fine. Um, but it was the, the festival was loud and I was like, I just need to take some time to myself. And I took a walk down this avenue and there was this tree with a massive flush of chicken in the woods on it. And I was like, I didn't have anything with me and it was quite high up and I wasn't about to start scaling a tree to try and get some mushroom that I wouldn't be able to cook because I was in 10 anyway. So I thought this year when I go back, I'm going to take some time and go find that chicken of the woods. And I'm just going to like take a basket and some stuff that I can just, you know, I can take it with me and then, you know, take it home the next day. Yeah. No. Could I find chicken of the woods this year? No, it was oh, just, it wasn't there. Oh. And I'm like, oh man, if I hadn't, yeah. If you don't focus too hard, I think they, yeah. they emerge a little bit. That's, <laughs> It's funny that you found it at a festival, though, because when I found it, I was down at, you know, Eden Festival. Mm-hmm. I was volunteering down there and it was like the day before the festival began. And since I was a volunteer, I had to go a day before. And I went for a walk up in the woods, like behind the festival site. And that was where I found it. And I sort of had to like clock it mentally, being like, OK, that's where it is. I'll come back at the end of the festival pick it and then take it home so love it maybe it's a festival thing <laughs> it might be a festival thing it just comes out for a party i like that yeah. idea. <laughs> i like that idea very much so in terms of how people join the university of dundee mycology society what's the what's the process how do they find you um should people be listening to this and interested in in signing up we'll have a stall at the freshers fair 
and um, we've got an Instagram account as well. And then we've got a Facebook group as well for matriculated members. So, but yeah, it's, we're very easy to access and we'll be hosting stuff around when, um, when the semester kicks off in particular. So yeah. We, we are sending loads of pictures in the Facebook chat at the moment. And I'm encouraging as many people as possible, like during the summer to just send wherever they are, like everybody, a lot of people have gone home for the summer and they'll just send whatever they find from where they are um, so we can talk about that. So it's nice to have that going in the chat. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just as Holly said, I think the Instagram, if through the Instagram, you can find all of these links. So Instagram, step one, and then in the bio of our Instagram, there's sort of a link to everything else. And then it's really impossible to miss, basically. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will make sure to put all those um, handles and things out on the podcast. Thank you so much, both of you, for for joining me and, to be honest, making me a little bit jealous that I graduated far too long ago <laughs> to be able to access the Mycology Society. Um, You'll be more than welcome on any of our walks. So, thank you. I'll be an honorary <laughs> member. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Well, it's that's it official now. So yeah, no takes backsies. That's it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Both, thank you so much. And yeah, Ben, enjoy Sweden and having graduated and all that good stuff. So what is it you're you're heading off to do? Do you know yet? Or is that a, is that a tricky question to ask someone yeah, who's just I'm, graduated? I'm, I'm going to study a master's in psychology. Um, and I'm going to, in, in the psychology, I am going to study nature connectedness. And I'm just going to try to get, find out how I can hijack people's brains to get more people into the forest. No joke. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah. You've presented that in terms of like, it sounds like a villainous thing to do, except it's not. Like hijack <laughs> just, people I'm, to get them in the forest all you like. I think society would be a better place for it. If exactly. We spend more time I'm going to learn the most effective ways to, to get people out. I think that's probably a better way of putting it. <laughs> 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 that's very well best of luck with that and holly well i look forward to seeing all of the excellent stuff that you get up to uh, with the mycology society in september yeah what a time to kind of kick off being a first year or kind of starting a new university year and jumping into going outside meeting cool people doing brilliant things and, and crafting with mushrooms and, and being citizen scientists and all that great stuff thank you both so much um for coming to speak with me it's been really lovely and yeah please do not be strangers and take care thank you for having us Lynn. thank you so much it's been bye. lovely talking you too bye. thank you bye bye thanks for listening to scotland on shrooms if you or someone you know would like to be featured on the podcast please just email me scotlandonshrooms at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you